all the lovers of the strange. The sky watchers of the night. Hello, citizens, and welcome to Unknown. I'm Jason McClellan. Thanks for hanging out with me. It is 2021, another year on the calendar, and a new year guaranteed to be filled with all sorts of UFO-related news. Now, how can I make such a bold claim? Well, because every year is filled with all sorts of UFO-related news. So it stands to reason that this year won't be any different. One story that we'll hear plenty about this year is the United States Department of Defense's Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. If you're unfamiliar with the UAP Task Force, or if you need a refresher, this task force was approved on August 4th, 2020, by Deputy Secretary of Defense David L. Norquist, and it's led by the Department of the Navy, with oversight by the Office of the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security. According to the Department of Defense, the UAP task force exists to, quote, improve its understanding of and gain insight into the nature and origin of UAPs, end quote. And its mission is to, quote, detect, analyze, and catalog UAPs that could potentially pose a threat to the U.S. national security, end quote. We started seeing some content produced by this task force last month. Mmm, accidentally so? You might remember seeing that photo that generated headlines in early December. The one reportedly taken by the weapons systems operator of an F-18 fighter jet that shows a UFO curiously shaped like a Batman Mylar balloon. The media outlet, The Debrief, published this photo and some related details on December 3rd. And the photo and its details were reportedly leaked from one of the UAP Task Force's classified intelligence reports. It's likely we'll hear more about this photo soon, because there are allegedly additional details associated with the photo. But the UAP Task Force has already filled the headlines this year because of the fiscal year 2021 Omnibus Appropriations Bill signed into law on December 27th by President Donald Trump. Okay, wait a minute. What does an omnibus appropriations bill have to do with UFOs? Well, back in June of 2020, the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2021 was submitted by Senator Marco Rubio on behalf of the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. Within the committee comments was a section titled Advanced Aerial Threats. And this essentially detailed a request for a report to be assembled to basically provide a summary of the current UFO situation by the Director of National Intelligence in consultation with the Secretary of Defense and other relevant parties. And the source of that information is supposed to come from different sources, including the Pentagon's UAP task force. This request asked for a report containing an analysis of UFO data held by various departments and other governmental bodies, 
along with suggestions for improving interagency data sharing, and it asks for the report to be submitted within 180 days of the date of the enactment of the Intelligence Authorization Act. This act bounced around from bill to bill to bill, but ultimately wound up being stuffed into the big omnibus appropriation bill at the end of the year. Most of the press related to this bill was focused on the bill's COVID relief package. So when the press caught wind of the apparent UFO portion of this bill, stories were published with headlines like, X-Files exposed, Pentagon and spy agencies must reveal UFO secrets in next six months as COVID bill starts countdown for revelations. And COVID-19 bill started a 180-day countdown for UFO disclosures. And the Pentagon has six months to disclose what it knows about UFOs, end quote. As with most stories like this, many of the headlines were mm, just kind of accurate. Yes, the Intelligence Authorization Act was enacted, which is when the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence expressly stated was the start of the 180-day window for the requested UFO report to be issued. But as far as UFO secrets and disclosure, not so fast. There's lots of confusion and misplaced expectations on this report, and on the UAP task force in general. Many have misrepresented or mischaracterized this report request as some grand effort or gesture by the U.S. government to be transparent about the UFO subject and to share what it knows about UFOs openly with the public. That's just not the case here. As I already stated, the purpose of the report request is for various agencies to compare notes on UFOs and to come up with operating procedures for interagency data sharing. The Senate Select Committee on Intelligence specified in the request that they want this report submitted in an unclassified form, which can include a classified annex. This is the primary source of the confusion and unmerited expectation that the government is going to share UFO information with the public. Unclassified does not mean public. This isn't just semantics. Let me read for you the government's definition of unclassified. Unclassified is a security classification assigned to official information that does not warrant the assignment of confidential, secret, or top-secret markings, but which is not publicly releasable without authorization. So, based on this, there is no guarantee of a public release of information. I'm going to bring up Project Blue Book here, one of the U.S. government's official UFO programs that ran from 1952 to 1969. Many Blue Book reports were unclassified in 1960, but the Air Force refused to release them to the public. It took NICAP, which was a uh, UFO investigation organization, enlisting the help of Congress to force the Air Force's hand to get these unclassified files released. Nothing related to the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence report request or related to the UAP task force suggests a plan or even a desire to share information with the public. Yes, the door is obviously open to the UAP report eventually being authorized for public release or for individuals to eventually obtain a copy of the report in the future through FOIA requests. But as it stands right now, 
Nobody should be holding their breath expecting a public release of government UFO information within 180 days, for the reasons I just pointed out, and for a few other reasons too. It's not unreasonable to assume that anything absolutely amazing the government might have in its related files will be submitted in the classified annex accompanying the report. And this fun speculation about what will or won't be in the report and or the annex might be inconsequential because we don't know if there will even be a report. And even if there is one, we don't know which of the requested agencies will participate and how forthcoming they will be with their information. The key impetus behind this report request is the expressed lack of interagency information sharing. This is already an established problem, and it'll be up to all these individual agencies to determine what, if any, information they want to share for this report. The request for this information and for the report is the will of the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. It's not technically a law, but apparently it's kind of viewed as such, but it's unclear how individual agencies will treat it. I'll also mention that we don't, and likely won't, know what, if any, of the original wording changed from the request in the committee notes in the original Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2021, or if the request is still being made as it was originally intended. As I mentioned earlier, this thing bounced around for half a year before finally landing in a bill that was enacted. You won't find mention of this UAP report request anywhere in the more than 5,500 pages of the Omnibus Appropriations Bill. Senate Select Committee on Intelligence Acting Chairman Marco Rubio and Vice Chairman Mark Warner issued a joint press release on December 21st to applaud the passage of the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2021 as part of the COVID relief bill. Nowhere in the press release is any mention made related to the UAP report request. Rubio simply states, quote, Recent events make it all too clear that our nation continues to face ever-expanding threats from hostile foreign actors, including China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea, end quote. But it's worth noting that Senator Marco Rubio added a joint explanatory statement on December 21st, stating that, quote, the executive branch shall comply with all direction in the original Senate Select Committee Intelligence Report from June. So take that for what it's worth. And recently, a spokesperson from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence has issued a statement to a few researchers, including Nick Pope and D. Dean Johnson, which states, quote, ODNI is aware of the requirement and will respond accordingly, end quote. So I guess we can assume that there's at least some movement. I have to give tremendous thanks and acknowledgement to D. Dean Johnson for following the lengthy and wild ride of this thing. He understands the weird and confusing world of bills and the nuances that go along with the process. For anybody interested in following what happens with this thing moving forward, or to get more clarification on how it got to where it is today, I suggest looking back through his relevant threads on Twitter. He's at D. Dean Johnson. I think it's great to get excited about the possibility of more UFO-related information coming from official sources, but we always have to have realistic expectations. 
When it comes to the UAP report requested by the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence, we just don't know if any of that material will be released to the public at this point. And even if some of it is, we have no reason to expect it to be anything substantially more exciting than the mountains of already publicly available information regarding UFOs. The very nature of the request for this report and statements recently made by people who worked on government UFO programs, it doesn't appear that the U.S. government knows very much about UFOs. It also doesn't appear that the U.S. government remembers that it's been down similar roads many times before. And when it comes to the UAP task force, Pentagon spokesperson Susan Goff has, on multiple occasions, plainly stated that, quote, DOD does not publicly discuss the details of either the observations or the examinations of reported incursions into our training ranges or designated airspace, including those incursions initially designated as UAP, end quote. So, in the end, it'll be fun to see all the various UAP task force-related stories that come out this year. There will be many, I'm sure. And hey, I'll be optimistic about the eventual release of a report or elements stemming from that report. Any official release information related to UFOs from government sources is great for research purposes. And most importantly, that type of material is the best demonstrator to the general public that, yes, UFOs are most definitely real. We don't know what they are, but they're up there. And official statements and documentation from government sources go a long way when it comes to public education. Well, citizens, that's going to do it for this episode. You can find more episodes of Unknown on all the major podcast platforms, and you can always find this show and our other shows at RoguePlanet.tv, because Unknown is a Rogue Planet production. RoguePlanet.tv is your home for all the strange. This show is at Unknown UFO Pod on Twitter. I'm at Acentric on Twitter and Instagram. And you can always email me at Jason at RoguePlanet.tv. Thanks again for hanging out today. I'm Jason McClellan. Do us a favor, friends. Always treat the UFO subject with the cautious and responsible skepticism it deserves. Question everything. Have the courage to form your own opinions. Keep truth as the focus of your quest, even if the truth conflicts with your opinions. And, of course, stay strange. Yeah.